everyone, and welcome to the 19th episode of Relating to DevSecOps, where we explore the development, engineering, security, and operational hardships of today so we can explore real-world problems, scenarios, and ideas with people facing them on the ground. If you've ever wanted to hear what members of other teams are really saying about your security team, this is the podcast to listen to. I'm Ken Toller, and I'm joined again by one of our tireless co-hosts, Simon Dolo, representing product engineering and development. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, review, comment, and throw feedback our way. We want to make sure we're representing conversations in the trenches. So uh, give us a ring or a, a like or a comment or email, and uh, we'll do our best to get it in the episode. Unfortunately, Jameson couldn't join us today, but Simon and I will do our best without him. So we're going to hold off on any chaos engineering discussions until we can get him back on the horn. So a few announcements for 2021. Uh, we're going to be ramping up our ability to engage with you all if you're interested. We've got a Git repo that we're spinning up to start collaborating on some of some of all this stuff that we've been talking about. We're going to get uh, some supporting tutorials on YouTube, and we're going to pull in some more guests if we can. We had a great response when uh, when Jen came on to talk about DevSecOps and Scrum, and uh, we think that more guests would, would be appealing to you all. Uh, if you have a different opinion, let us know. Uh, and with that, Simon, welcome back, man. How was your uh, your 2020? Yeah, happy happy New Year. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad it's gone. Uh, 2020 <laughs> is not a great year. Uh, if I could if I could reset it, uh, yeah, I, no further comment other than yeah. I'm glad it's 2021. Yeah, the the great chaos engineering experiment, right? <laughs> I mean, no kidding though. That like I would have never thought a, a good. Uh, test would be, hey, what if there was a pandemic and everyone had to work remotely or lose their jobs or be affected by a horrible virus? That would never happen. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> been it's been nuts. I um I really am looking forward to a new year. Um, you know, I think we all learned a lot in 2020. I'm excited for the change. I'm excited for that uh, you know that digit to roll over um, on the year. Um, <laughs> so I'm you know I'm I'm pumped. Uh, you know, with that, you know, I thought it might be good to talk about some of the some of the things we've chatted through. You know, uh, we had a a lot to 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 get through, and you know, I know we had this idea that we we're going to do these thirty minute episodes, and like every single one ran an hour. You know, just sort of <laughs> yeah, like our time management is it. not great. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, any any favorite episodes for you that that stick out. Um, that you might like that you took something back from or, you know, wanted to chat through? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few. Um, I mean, first that comes to mind is definitely our Scrum episode with Jen, um, our first guest. It was great. Uh, I'm a super nerd when it comes to process. I love that stuff. So being able to deep dive with an expert um, and just talking with Jen because she's an old friend of both of ours was great. Um, but honestly, looking back at all of our episodes um, and and shame on all of our listeners because I think it was our, our lowest watched episode uh, was our episode four on logging, um, which... I don't, I don't know. I think it was a great episode, in my opinion, just because I think it was the first discussion that we had where it was clear that all three of our disciplines really had different goals and different interests in mind. Um, you know, uh, just to really quickly recap, you know, I just I'm going there for information and I don't really care about anything else. So um, having really verbose, potentially, um, you know, 
two verbose logs is something that obviously came uh, topics to mind. Obviously, that's something that, uh, you know, comes up as a red flag for you. And then, you know, obviously for Jameson um, on the DevOps side, he's got to maintain all of this crap. So obviously, you know, he doesn't want me um, flooding unnecessary storage with, with logging and, um, you know, among other things, uh, it's it's a pain to manage. So I, I think it was a it's a good intro into seeing how how we we process things in terms of our disciplines. No, I I agree. I mean the the logging episode was interesting for exactly the, the reasons you just mentioned. I mean I think that we came at it from different angles in security. You know the my my biggest gripe with with logs is when we go into you know an application and we talk to the engineering team and their logging request response. And it's got some like <laughs> private information in there. I think that is, I see that more often than I would like to. And, and so hearing sort of the, the, the troubles uh, that you all face and like what people look for in logs and how difficult it might be to help with it. And then adding to that, that security is not always willing to help design what gets logged or provide a clear requirement. You know, I, I I'm, I'm with you. I think more people should listen to that episode. It was pretty early. You'll have to forgive some of the audio quality issues in that one, I think. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, hopefully folks uh, have a listen. Um, yeah, and Jen's episode was so great, man. I mean, we, we sort of get into our own, like, isolated talking box sometimes. I think that's why I want to have more guests on uh, coming oh, up yeah. in 2021. I, you know, but I want, I want, I think that, part of the the motivation behind this whole podcast is that we want to have uh, the viewpoints of each of these disciplines. So I think that the guests that we're going to try to bring on, and if anybody's out there that wants to be a guest that, you know, fits this mold, uh, we want folks from any, any level, essentially engineering, security, DevOps, operations, project management, anything. Um, we want to hear sort of how you interact with these other teams on a day-to-day -day basis what works, what doesn't, what your gripes are. And we want to expose that as, as, as much as we can and try to figure out, you know, how we can better work together. You just, you I, just have to love Pearl. Yeah. That's the only well, requirement. <laughs> well, Jameson's not here. The, uh, the running joke is, uh, is on the, the Pearl front. Um, maybe we can get one of those Pearl engineers to, uh, or poor dev Pearl developers to, uh, to hop on the episode and tell us why it's the greatest thing, um, <laughs> you know, since sliced bread. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, I think that the episodes on uh, Terraform really hit home for me. And the reason for that is, one, I'm, I, I spent a lot of time with Terraform in the tail end of the year. Mm -hmm. And so it was just helpful for me to talk it out with you all. And also, we changed the format at that point, right? We had, we had sort of decided, you know, we want to get into a more technical deep dive. And I think that that helps to sort of tease out some of the you know, the, uh, the BS that we go through, um, <laughs> when we, when we start to talk about a topic we haven't all looked at and it gave us a chance to, to expand a little bit more. And I, I you know, the, the audience shows that those, those episodes, um, hit home with, with more people than the other ones. Um, so hopefully, you know, if we get some, some more folks to, to let us know like what you liked about that and what, what you didn't like, but I like the series that we're doing. Hopefully we can, um, Put an end cap on the chaos engineering at some point but um but yeah i mean that, that's that's my i think that was my favorite 
Yeah, the Terraform was fun. Um, I, I just deep diving a tool and actually getting to use it and messing around with it was was great. Uh, I know I, I think I was the biggest newbie of the three in terms of usage of Terraform, but seeing how we all approached a new technology and really like what we looked for in terms of, of benefit, you know, like ease of use, um, reliability, security options, um, deployment options, all that stuff. It was, it was really cool to, to see how we all approach the problem and how we, what we thought was useful in terms of using Terraform as a tool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, I think the the skills, the, the cross-pollination of skills really is something we want to encourage. Um, and, and I think that that does it right. I mean, even if you're starting out with Terraform, no matter where you, no matter where you are or what, what thing you do for, for your business and technology, I think that if you can add like your perspective on these tools, that's the, to me, that's the spirit of DevSecOps, man. It's like, if you are an engineer working in trying to do something in security with Terraform, you know, you might look at it a different way than we do. And that's great. You know, we want to foster that creativity with these tools. Yeah. that And I'll be honest, I've had a lot of like, hey, I have a stupid question moments in, in some of these talks and some of these tools. And I, I, I think that just goes to show that we, we all have our own discipline. It's great that we're talking about it in, a, in an open space like this where we can learn from each other uh, there's things you can learn from me and vice versa so um i really appreciate being able to you know at the very least get my feet wet in terms of some of these these areas that i'm not as comfortable in yeah man i mean as the other thing is like when you started like when we talked about the chaos engineering thing um and you were bringing up all this stuff about maven i mean mm. I'm, I'm still working my myself through uh some of the thoughts that we had but I, it helps me to speak to other engineers about these things because it's getting me familiar with technologies that like, that you're using and so things that i might not touch unless i was sort of forced to do it for this episode or forced to to work through it and i you know i'm, I'm appreciative of that so i think that i and i'm encouraging folks to do that you know get get your hands on a tool that you might not use in your day-to-day -day. just you know go through one of these uh, episodes and, and you know work through it with us and that's why i want to get the git repo set up you know just to to if, if there's something in there that has like a little bit of security in it, a little bit of DevOps, a little bit of engineering, then you, you can sort of approach it from any angle. So that's the goal. And hopefully we're, we'll achieve that this year. Yeah, makes it more approachable. Yeah, man. So um, the other thing I had here that I wanted to chat through, uh, especially reflecting, it is like looking forward, you know, what we think the trends in the buzzword of DevSecOps are going to be. And you know, now that you're, now that you've been on this podcast for, you know, 18 episodes going on 19, is it something that you think about more dated in your day to day? And do you think that anything is trending one way or the other? Uh, do you hear it come up more? Does it like, does it trigger anything for you now that it didn't before? Um, and then how do you see that playing out over 2021? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I've seen it getting better. Um, in terms of, I would say, tooling and support from either open source communities and companies that are devoted to um, solving problems that are specifically around DevSecOps. So, you know, Terraform and HashiCorp and, and a lot of the solutions that AWS is currently providing, like these are all really good um, tools, but without being super cliche, like these are the doors that we have to choose to open and walk through. Um, and I, I think that's that's where I'm hoping 2020, sorry, 2021 uh, will bring us. Yeah, maybe that was a Freudian slip. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll take at least, uh, what, I think it's, it takes me like uh, 
you know, at least two months to get it right on my, <laughs> yeah. my checks and signatures and stuff. Yep. I'm still messing up the dates. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's up to organizations to actually start investing in these tools. And I think that's where the big gap is. Um, I love this podcast because it as it actually has made me force myself to think about these problems critically and think about how as a product engineer, I'm impacting the security teams I work with and the DevOps teams I work with. Um, I've seen myself take a step back when it comes to um, even simple things as platform and infrastructure related problems that I, I've seen in the past. I've seen myself specifically walk around or sidestep uh, and say, you know, this is an infrastructure problem. I don't need to deal with this. Um, I'll find my own solution rather than doing that, um, you know, working with DevOps teams to say, where can we fix this? Where's the problem? Um, and really fixing the the, the infrastructure and, and ultimately the tooling that I have to use. So the tools are available. Um, I think they're not as in they're not used as much as I would hope. And I think that's that's where my 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 wish list is for 2021 is to pe- for people to actually start using these. And I think as people use it more, the communities will grow. And I think this will give a, a almost a gateway for security to be less of a second-class citizen and be more of a, of a reactive, or sorry, a proactive measure rather than a reactive measure when it comes to how we think about our systems and our health. Yeah. Well, that was a Freudian slip right there. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that, I think the community itself for DevSecOps is huge, right? Oh yeah. It's just that, Implementing this stuff in the real world is what I think we we miss a lot on, or at least we we try to put a bow around it, and we we can't quite get there um, in the end. And you know, I'm hoping to see more practical uses of of these things. You know, the the adoption of the tools and 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 things of that nature. And that that sort of is like where I mean to answer my own question here. You know, I, I think that. In security, when we talk about DevSecOps, if you look at like what's going to happen in 2021, I've read a, I've read a few articles that are still sort of saying, well, we're going to automate testing and we're going to mm-hmm. automate DAS and we're going to automate SAS and we're going to shift left and you know shifting left. It's like we've been talking about that stuff for a decade. And if you go back to episode one, we we talk about that. You know, six or seven months ago, we, we, you know, we're we're still talking about the same things, right? But on the flip side, there's also like some of these great um, uh, like organizations that are coming out of this, you know, I, I haven't actually done too much research into it, but I, I saw somebody got a certification in, uh, in DevSecOps. It was like certified DevSecOps professional on, on LinkedIn. It just came up in my feed and my initial reaction was, oh my God, like, what is this (laughs) certification? You know, just like more, like more cert, um, you know, alphabet soup fodder for, for folks. But I went and looked at the curriculum and it was like talking about Terraform and Ansible and automating security in that way. And it was introducing, like the curriculum is introducing folks to automation tools, DevOps tools, also introducing them to um, security and, and things like that. I actually have a book. Um, I, it's, <laughs> it's like, I had to look back and see what the title was. I, was, uh, I, I read probably a year ago uh, called Securing DevOps. I'll have to get the publisher and put it in the show notes. But securing DevOps, one of the things that I appreciated about it, a lot of the ideas in there were um, introductory if you're looking at it from security. 
but then it would get into areas where there were concepts that were introductory around engineering. But, you know, depending on where you're coming at it from, like a portion of the book is going to be easy for you. Right. And then a portion of the book is going to be new to you. And that is what I think that, you know, that practical DevSecOps uh, site is trying to do with their certification. And I like that it's practical, you know, and I think that the more that we start to look at it in that way, where we're talking about, we have DevOps tools, we are not looking at DevSecOps tooling. We are looking at automation tools, DevOps tools, operations tools that we can apply DevSecOps concepts to. And that is the, that is what, those are the building blocks, right? And then DevSecOps as a practice is putting all that together in a way that meets the maturity that we gain the modernization in our pipelines that we gain from DevSecOps, all the things that we are sort of preaching here or talking about here, uh, bundled up into like what, what tools you need, what concepts you need to do that. And that's the way to do it, man. It's like, it's not about, you know, this, the latest article and trends and, you know, what, what tool can you use to, to do DevSecOps well, you know, and I liked that. So I was pleasantly surprised by clicking on a certification link and uh, being greeted by that. I think that if I have the opportunity, I will probably go through the course, but we'll see. I haven't looked at the cost or anything. Um, but I just got on a pedestal for that one, didn't I? But, you know. No, anyway. I love it. I love it. I mean, I think making it practical is 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 what we need for this next step. I, I totally agree with that. I think demystifying it and saying that this is not a buzzword, this is not this like silly thing that you need to have in your organization or else you're doomed to failure. It's it's understanding what this means. It's understanding what the tool can provide and what pieces of DevSecOps do you need for your organization for it to work. And I, I've seen this, um, this, the lack of practicality in the past. I've seen organizations that have, you know, something like a monolithic app and they hear buzzwords like, oh, let's move to the cloud. Well, you just moved your entire monolith to the cloud. What have you solved? Like you're, you, you have this new buzzword, you've integrated this. What, what did you solve here? Like that you're, you're not really using this tool the way it's supposed to be used. Like the cloud is supposed to help you understand that if things fail, you've got something to help you out, support that. And if you only have this one thing, you've kind of defeated the purpose. So I, I think making it less scary, less, uh, you know, overburdening is something that, that something like a course like that is awesome. I love right. that. Yeah. And, um, well, maybe we'll, if I ever get around to doing it, maybe I can, we can talk about the course or, or, um, or at least breaking down like what's in it. See if people are interested in going down that path. Um, but you know, we'll see 2021 has some things in store. So maybe that will be there. Um, another question I've got for you, Simon, since just you and me interviewing each other, what you uh, got? yeah. Did you take anything? So aside from your favorite episode, um, you know, we talked about like what you liked about it, but did you take anything that we explored back to like, um, like your day job and did you find any help, anything helpful there around either interacting with teams or communicating or tools that you've used like what was the res what's the result of uh of you know these 18 episodes in the real world for you it's the biggest thing for me has been communication and collaboration i know that sounds silly but really just every almost everything i do now i take a step back and i think of how does it affect my security friends and how does it affect my my devops friends and uh not being able 
not being afraid to ask silly questions when it comes to this expertise that I'm not as familiar with. Um, you know, I, I know uh, there is a, a bit of a scare with uh, Team City, which is one of the JetBrains tools that that rolled out this year. There was a there's a security breach, and you know, I I don't use Team City. It's not something I'm familiar with. I know it's a it's a CDCI tool. Um, I love JetBrains. I use IntelliJ and and all the other you know PyCharm, a bunch of the other language IDEs, and I didn't know how this would imp impact me. Didn't know how this would impact uh, the organization. So you know, I just I asked a silly question. Like I posted you know a news link. Hey, this happened. Um, is this something we should be concerned about? Um, and and you know collaborated with the teams to see where that would go. Um, and the and the same thing with DevOps. I I I, I really treat the tools that they provide more seriously. I have conversations with them about cost and and you know changes that you know I need and, and changes that might happen. Um, how to, how it affects the product, how it affects them, uh, and making sure that like that communication channel is open. As, as silly as that sounds, it's been it's been really useful um, no, and easier to work with. Yeah, that's the goal, man, is like to make those conversations as easy as possible and to, you know, expose you to, you know, anybody that listens to this podcast. Um, what about for, you? Yeah, for me, I was just trying to think of like what I would we got. Like we have to ask security at the end, right? We, we got to keep yeah, it for the yeah. end. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I spent a lot of time digging into learning Terraform and Sentinel more deeply after and during our Terraform episodes and the like working through the CDK and looking at the Terraform CDK and, and all that actually had some practical um, uh, usage for me because it gave me another tool to suggest. Like I think we, so we were looking at using, um, there were some areas where uh, we were using some Terraform and we were looking at ways to like build in bash scripts to Terraform because it, you know, we had like, for whatever reason, we couldn't accomplish it through Terraform or cloud formation. And so it was like, oh, well, Hey, did you know that like, ha has anybody looked at the CDK and it, it had exposed that conversation during our Terraform conversations and it forced some other folks to like do some research. And I think that that is one of the things that I took away from it. And you know, that's not a, that's not a traditional security tool. So I, I you know, right. that, that for me, um, has helped me one to like sort of ramp up on that tool set and two, uh, to sort of think outside the box a little bit on what is bleeding edge, uh, for like beta products or alpha products on in the DevOps tool suite. So that, that for me is what I took back. I mean, in addition to a bunch of other things just <laughs> around, um, you know, the logging and the, the chat with Jen and everything. I mean, I, it, this is, it helps me just stay on my toes with, um, you know, thinking through, you know, what your thought process might be is like sort of in the back of my head. What, what Jameson's thought process might be is in the back of my head when I have these conversations. So, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think, so look, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna hit the 30 minute mark on this one. So I have one more question for you. Um, any, any tools or technologies that you've used DevSecOps or not that might, you know, get some creative juices for us flowing, um, that is like really kicking ass in the real world for you or really making, uh, an impact. New technologies. Um, yeah, I, 
I, I this isn't a topic that I think we've really covered at all in the podcast, but um, in the machine learning space, uh, you know, we've been, or I guess I've been relying pretty heavily on just custom in-house internal tooling, um, and we've been pretty invested in uh, TensorFlow as of late, uh, which has been awesome. Um, honestly, I think the the biggest uh, plus of TensorFlow is just the open community. Um, they roll out patches and updates so quickly I can barely keep up. Um, they, it's a, you know, it's another tool that just really demystifies something to me. Um, I'm by no means a machine learning expert, but it really helps um, bring it down to a level that a, you know, a software engineer at heart can really understand. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been super easy to integrate, super easy to use. Um, the community is great, which I think is the biggest plus. But it's been it's been a lot of fun so far. Oh, cool. I mean, I have not, I've seen TensorFlow. I haven't personally touched it. Um, you know, I've been messing with some of the AWS machine learning and, um, and then AI offerings. Um, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't touched TensorFlow. That'd be an interesting, I wonder if there's any like DevSecOps onion layers to that, uh, that we could, that we could <laughs> peel back. Um, cause yeah, cause I mean, we've talked about, I think we may have touched it on an episode or at least in a pre-show around, like, should we talk about, you know, AI and security and machine learning in in, in, uh, in security and things like that? Um, so yeah, I'd be interested in some of your thoughts on that. If you if there's anything that you can you can bring back about your experience with it, um, and I, you know, we could definitely dive into that as a as a product. Yeah, um, I mean, it's both. I, I I think it's very overlooked, but there's definitely some pretty heavy DevOps and security aspects to um, just machine learning in general, whether you're using TensorFlow or something else. Um, obviously, if you're dealing with big data, like the subject of cost is going to pop up pretty quickly, um, you know, depending on what you're using it for. And then on terms of security, I mean, even if you want to loop in morality, uh, you know, the concept of bias is something that you have to be really careful about when you're trusting, um, you know, whether it be a model or a machine to really make judgment calls for you. Um, that can get really messy really fast if you don't know what you're doing yeah well i don't know what i'm doing in that respect so <laughs> i'm sure it be messy um and you know messy is what uh what we do best on figuring out new stuff on this on this show so maybe you know we'll be able to to take that to one of the the videos or something just like what that looks like when somebody when a newbie attacks it <laughs> with uh with a new uh new perspective yeah um, technology for me, man, I, I'm trying to think, um, I w I would say, I mean, I still, I, I, I would say that I focus a lot on the Terraform stuff, so I, I don't want to keep coming back to that, but I will say that, um, no, I didn't really use the chaos engineering stuff in the real world. So, uh, I don't really have too much there. Um, no, no new interesting potential technologies on the security front that you're interested in. <laughs> I think it's more techniques for us, man. Like I think there are some technologies out there, but you know, like with the with the WAF space and um, you know RASP and the security machine learning, but I haven't really brought them back to um, like real world scenarios. But I will say that with Terraform and Sentinel stuff, uh, this this year was the first time I think I've seen it actually take hold you know, on a contract um, where we were using this stuff to do the work that we've been talking about in DevSecOps, like the policy as code stuff, you know, I've, I've, I'm seeing it actually in action. 
And that's really interesting to me. I think that's why I'm so stuck on the, the HashiCorp and Terraform stuff right now, because we, you know, when we've talked about this, you know, before we started this podcast around the concepts of, of Terraform and Sentinel and policy as code and mm-hmm. infrastructure as code and everything. But I think this is the first time I'm seeing like, you know, Terraform in a repo and Terraform in a repo deploying code. And then that, that Terraform, you know, code being, you know, analyzed by a policy, right? Those things I think are uh, super interesting to me. And, uh, and, you know, I can just say that there is like, there is adoption there. And so that's, that's the only thing that I can say that's, it's really interesting. You think a policy is code um, and you think it's like a long shot, like, especially if you've worked at startups, um, you're sort of like, okay, well, you know, we, we're on the cutting edge for everything else, but policy is code. That's going to be a while (laughs) because we have to get the policies first, you know? Um, so I, I, you know, I, have been excited about that. Um, I do want to keep this short, right? I want to, I want to save some of this stuff for, for Jameson to, uh, to have some input on, um, one of the, I did want to just get back on the horn with our audience and, and just say what we've, we've got coming down the pipeline. Um, anything you want to shout out to or anything that you're, that you want to like, sort of put on the books to commit yourself to, to talk about in a 2021 episode. For 2021, um, I want to deep dive more tools. That's a lot of fun. Um, just to, just to be selfish. I think it's really fun just learning new technologies with y'all. So that's something definitely on my list. Um, as many as we possibly can. Uh, yeah, no, if viewers are interested, we can definitely talk about some machine learning, why that can be scary sometimes. Um, and overall just, Yeah just new topics, new, new arguments with y'all I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking to new, uh, debates and conversations with, um, some, some more heads. I, I think that yeah, more heads is good. I would like to, I, I'm hoping that we can get some folks on the show uh, that are interested in talking about this stuff as well, uh, with us because I want some more opinions in the mix to try to like foster some new ideas and stuff. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but look, that, that brings us right around a half an hour. Um, so for those that have listened uh, to us this long, thank you so much. We've got over a thousand downloads now, which is like, uh, you know, super exciting. Um, and I've, I, I never really thought that, you know, our voices would be heard that many times, but, um, you know, thanks to everyone that has listened and continues to listen. Um, again, for all those giving feedback, uh, send it our way. You know, we really want to hear what you have to say and we want to get what you want on the episode and now that we've we've sort of got our act together a little bit um for folks that are interested in um you know getting on the horn with us uh, we're happy to to foster that as well uh just hit us up security at r2dso.com uh you can hit us on twitter uh, at r2dso and then as always if you are looking to just listen to the podcast on the website it's www.r2dso.com Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.